0: This is an audio experience, but I was about to spit my coffee out when she's, I wasn't right-handed or left-handed. How did you, you not know that? Welcome to the Exploring Washington State Podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. All right, well, welcome back to this episode of the Exploring Washington State Podcast. My guest today is Leah Rankin. Leah, I'm just going to shut up and ask you to explain to our audience who you are. It'll be easier than me trying to make stuff up. Who are you, Leah?
1: Sure. Thanks, Scott. Um, I'm Leah, and I'm the president of Seattle Women's Hockey Club. Um, Yeah.
0: Okay. You just okay that she just right. paused. There's so much more to Leah than just the president of the Seattle Women's Hockey Club. So Leah, what's your backstory? How'd you get to Seattle? Because you're not a you're not a Seattle native. I know that. Um, so where'd you grow up? What'd you do? How'd you end in Seattle?
1: Yeah. um, I'm not a Seattle native. native. I'm from Washington, D.C. originally. um, And then I moved out here actually for graduate school at the University of Washington, um, intended to only stay for two years and then fell in love with Washington State. Um, I love being outdoors. I love the people. I love just the food and the community and the vibe, everything about this state. I totally fell in love with it. I lived in nine states and this is my favorite place by far. So uh, I think I'll be here for a while.
0: (laughs) You think you'll be here for a while. So where did you do your undergrad at?
1: Uh, I went to Purdue in Indiana.
0: Okay. So all I know about Purdue is that they're the Boilermakers and they play football. What type of school is Purdue? I, I don't I seriously know nothing about it.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a public state school, um, very well known for engineering, which is what I went to school for, okay. um, but it's got a wide mix of students, um, both from Indiana and from across the broader country and internationally as well. It's a great school. Okay. I really liked it. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then what made you pick the UW for grad work?
1: Um, I had a list of 10 schools that I was looking at. Um, UW gave me full funding and also had a very flexible program. I was really um, I went to school for English when I came out here and was really excited about just the way that the department was responsive to what learners wanted in their education and what learners wanted in partnering outside of the university um, and supporting students and becoming very strong, confident academic scholars and not kind of fitting people into little boxes. So that's why I chose it ultimately. Yeah.
0: Cool. And so last, last question about you, backstory is what's your, what's your day gig? What do you do um, when you're not playing hockey or organizing hockey?
1: Yeah, I work at the university of Washington um, for the school of social work. Okay. (laughs) um, Yeah. I really like it. I do work with the public child welfare system to support training for social workers and foster parents um, and all of the IT infrastructure involved in that.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. So why hockey?
1: <laughs> uh, hockey is um, the best thing. It supports my well-being in all of the positive ways. I initially started playing hockey when I finished grad school because I wanted to make friends and I wanted to be more active. I think uh, most people who've been in grad school can relate or really even a student at all that you kind of get into this slump and um, it's hard to kind of navigate what life is going to look like when you graduate and so i was feeling like i needed to be more social and i needed to make friends outside of school and hockey was the best risk i've ever taken in that respect um and it's great to just get out and be active and play team sports um and hockey's got a community like no other sport i've ever played so
0: so your idea of making friends is to chase after them with a stick (laughs) Okay, I uh, just making sure here. Okay.
1: With a purpose. With yeah.
0: a purpose. <laughs> to make friends. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Why, so, I mean, we've all heard of hockey, but I think in the Washington State, in the greater Seattle area, um, Seattle has had the Thunderbirds for a long time, and that's ju- junior junior hockey. Mm-hmm. And it was really when the Kraken were announced as being, select, you know, the NHL selected Seattle for, for the team and then the Kraken were announced and then now they've had their first season. It seems like the Seattle area and, and to some extent, even the whole state has become much more aware of hockey. Okay. But it's not, in my, my, my awareness, it's not that well known and not that well developed maybe. Sure. Yeah. So what was that like for you when you decided, you know, you, you, like you said, you took this risk. So where did you where did you go to play hockey when you started this?
1: Yeah, I started, I took an adult learn to play class, which I got to say is also something that a lot of sports don't do. They just kind of throw you out there with other people and hope you figure it out. Um, but here um, I, I took an adult learn to play class at Snow King uh, Ice Arenas down in Renton um and i had a great experience they suit you up with all the gear they tell you how to put it on because i was a little clueless um (laughs) and they teach you how to skate i could skate okay i lived in minnesota for a long time um but learning to skate for hockey is very different than recreational ice skating as well um and so they teach you how to skate and they teach you how to stick handle a little bit um how to hold your hockey stick um I didn't even know if I was really like right-handed or left-handed when I picked up a stick for the first time (laughs) and they helped me figure it out. It was a great class. Yeah. Made a lot of friends even just in that short eight weeks, I think my learn to play class was.
0: So So explain, I (laughs) was. this is an audio experience, but I was about to spit my coffee out when she's, I wasn't right-handed or left-handed. How did you, how'd you not know that? I mean, how, I mean, are you right? Are do you naturally, are you right-handed or left-handed?
1: I'm right-handed. I am. But here's the thing about hockey that I think a lot of people don't know is that if you ever watch like NHL, you'll notice most Canadian-born players will shoot left-handed, which means that they hold their stick with their bottom hand as their left hand and their top hand is their right hand. Okay. Um, And most American-born players don't do that. Most American-born players who are right-handed will shoot what's called right-handed with their right hand on the bottom. Um, And your top hand is your control hand. And so it's the one that's really directing most of the motion. And then you're just kind of pushing through with your bottom hand when you take a shot. Um, And so I knew that a lot of my friends who were right-handed still had a left-handed shot because in Minnesota, also a lot of kids pick up hockey very young Um, and... But I didn't know what that was going to mean for me. I didn't know if I was going to shoot right-handed or left-handed. It took me a while to figure it out. I kind of played both ways with it, um, and I learned I can stick handle okay on my left side, but I really can't shoot left-handed at all. So I'm okay. clearly a right-handed shot. Okay. I guess that's okay. True American in me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> true American in you.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, see, it's just I. Well, the sheer entertainment factor of seeing me on skates would be hysterical for anyone in near the rink. Me trying to skate constructively seems uh, completely impossible to me. So I, I too, am like going, Oh wait. Anyway. So I, I just think it's kind of funny. All right. So you took this learn to play and how was this, how long did that last? Was it just one session or was this a, a, a six months or what, what was it?
1: It was eight weeks, I believe, when I took it. Okay. I think most of them now are eight to 12.
0: Yeah. Eight weeks later, so you've done this now for eight weeks. What was next? I mean, were you totally like jazz? Like, I'm having a blast playing hockey. The people here are cool. What What? What? hooked you, I guess, maybe is the way
1: oh yeah um yes it was definitely the people it was the game i love ice skating going super fast and in a bunch of gear you can crash into other people and not worry about hurting yourself you can (laughs) fall all you want to you're not gonna hurt yourself honestly so um i i definitely loved every part of it and snow king was great about having an entry-level league that they fed us all into and so they come in like two weeks before the end to learn to play and they're like hey you guys should think about this spring league that we're gonna do i started learning to play in january um and they were like you know we're gonna bring a bunch of beginners like yourselves together and we're going to put you on a team and we promise that we will also send someone out there who knows the rules because we know that you don't all know all of the rules yet and you got to be in a game situation to figure it out um and so uh, they have what's called an e-league um in adult hockey we have a b c d e and a is like probably could have gone pro but didn't Um, or like played like div one college hockey right um and e is like brand new beginners um and so they threw us all into an e-league together um we had a bunch of fun that was a i think 13 week season um and i just fell in love with the competitive nature of it like semi-competitive like it's fun you're out there you're having fun you're competing um but you're also you know it's just a, a game at the end of the day you don't want to hurt yourself so everybody's got to go to work in the morning right. so yeah so
0: what was the typical score of these beginners? because what i have in my mind Ooh. what i have <laughs> in my mind is like first year little league where little timmy's in left field not paying attention and you know and and and, and the kid you know it, it, the chaos and pandemonium of hurting and i know you weren't children but hurting the kids around or like watching little kids play soccer it's just kind of comical you were all adults, so there's probably more, you guys were paying attention. But what was the typical score?
1: Yeah, it's funny that you ask that because we also compare ourselves to children all the time. We're like, man, these eight-year-olds play so much better than us. Like, <laughs> you know? um, and so I guess the other thing that's helpful in context for this is that it's hard to get new goalies. We really have a lot of trouble recruiting new goalies. And so even in our E-League, we had some experienced goalies. And so that did keep the score down a little bit. Uh, I may or may not have scored on my own goalie at one point in my uh, second game. Um, I think many of us have experienced that. Um, but I would say that our typical score was probably like eight to six, like still pretty high, but pretty high. Um, it's also very common to see scores that are very low because you take a shot and it doesn't go anywhere near the net. Um, so.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess when I think about this, you say it's harder to find, you know, new goalies. Well, do you want to stand and let people smack a hard rubber object at you with a stick? I don't know. That doesn't sound like fun to me. I don't care how many pads you put on me. Um, So why didn't you play goalie? Just out of curiosity. Did you ever try?
1: I've never tried goalie. Um, I play defense. And so a lot of times like, uh, people get really interested in playing goalie, usually about like three or four years in. people are like, Oh, I'm going to check it out. My tea partner just decided he wanted to play goalie last season. He's surprisingly good at it. Um, and okay. so, it's, but I think when you first start, it's definitely really intimidating. You're like, Oh, people are just like whipping pucks at you. Yeah. And of course, it does. You have a whole lot of gear. Like it doesn't really hurt, you know? Um, but I don't know if you've seen like the mighty ducks, but, um, it's very yeah. much, Like that when, when you start and you're just like, don't hit me. And you're like ducking everywhere. (laughs) Well, Because
0: I mean, it's human nature. You know, something comes flying at you. You're not going to just stand there and and, and let it hit you. I mean, you're going to duck and at least I am. I'm going to duck and cover and put my hands over my head and cry. (laughs) That's me. So, all right, this is kind of fun. This is just, I mean, it is. All right. So then you go through your first season, 13 week season or so. Then what happened?
1: Mm. Uh, Well, then they graduate us into D-League, like the big kids, which is so funny because we're not much better (laughs) after 13 weeks, but they're like, go play with people, you know, in D-League, it can be people who like even played as a kid, people who've played for like 10, 12 years playing D-League. And so skill set is very different than E-League. And we definitely got destroyed. Our first game was 15 to 2, I believe. Um, Mm. But we had a lot of fun. Um, And so, yeah, they just moved us up a league and we played against uh we had a lot more teams to play against in e-league there were only two and so they wanted to give us some diversity in our schedule help us learn the game a little better so
0: okay (laughs) what brought you over to the seattle women's hockey club how did how does because that's what we're here to talk about today so what got you there
1: Yeah, I got really stoked about women's hockey about two years into playing hockey. Uh, Initially, what sold me on it was the practices. Seattle Women's Hockey Club does coached practices. Uh, Many women's leagues um, in Washington actually do coached practices, and that's not something that you find um, in general co-ed adult hockey. Um, And so I was like, well, maybe I'll just go to practice and check it out, and just the people that I met at practice were great and their approach to the game was really fun. It was very much a player development league in adult co-ed hockey. A lot of times what I found is you got a handful of people that are naturally athletic. They grew up playing different sports. Even if they're new to hockey, they pick it up really quick and they're really good. And the strategy of the game is like, get it to Whoever to Zach, yeah. right? And be like, he's really good. <laughs> to, so just get give it him to LeBron, <laughs> right, Exactly. Pass it to
0: LeBron. <laughs> yeah, okay. Exactly. Everything. Michael Jordan. Everything yeah. to Michael. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. And you don't see that in women's hockey. It very much is a more collaborative game. People are really focused on building up everyone's skill level, um, and I've really enjoyed that about women's hockey in our region. Yeah.
0: Okay, but you, I warned you that we'd go down rabbit holes. You just said something, and I didn't realize it. So are you telling me that your initial your e-league and d-league experience was co-ed
1: it was yeah i was the only woman in my learn to play class and i think in e-league there were three of us yeah
0: okay so you you, you've you've stated before that you can fall down you can't really get hurt blah 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 you can get Mm -hmm. pucks hit you can't get really get hurt blah 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 for sake of conversation how tall are you five six okay and how tall was the average guy you were playing against you know five Mm. ten six foot you know probably about in
1: there yeah yeah bigger than you yes
0: (laughs) so then more mass they how how are you not getting hurt
1: it's padding you know you wear gear also like honestly when you're new um people don't know how to like use their weight in the same way to really like hurt you they're also just kind of falling around everywhere. Um, I did okay. get a concussion during E-League, oh. though, um, okay. and it was totally accidental. This guy tried to, like, wind up and take a shot, he ended up smacking me in the back of the head, giving me a concussion. Um, but <laughs> he just, like, totally messed, right? Like, you're beginners. You don't know what you're doing. Um, oh, that was the only God. time I actually got injured. So.
0: I shouldn't laugh that you got a concussion, but the, way, mean, you just, yeah. the way you just described <laughs> it was kind of funny, actually. All right, all right. Okay, so you were playing co-ed, and so you mm-hmm. started going to the, the settle women's in as a coach practice mm-hmm. all right what made you get so involved that you're the president I mean you're not just you're not just a, a participant now you've actually gotten involved with with the the organization itself why what was what was that for you
1: I think the community at Seattle women's hockey club has been so incredibly important to me in the last few years. I've made some of my best friends at Seattle women's hockey club and, um, And we do our best to really keep hockey affordable and to make our club accessible to anyone who wants to play and to be like an affirmative and affirming, welcoming environment for folks. Um, Sometimes it is really hard in co-ed sports to feel like you belong or you're an equal part of the team as a woman. Um, And we just really do our best to be good friends on and off the ice at Seattle women's hockey club while still keeping a really competitive game going. Um, so it was the community that really made me want to get involved and, you know, protect and support this club for years to come.
0: Nice. Okay. Well, let's, so why don't you start telling us more about the the club and how it's structured and how many teams there are. And, and well, let's go, let me, let me direct you this way. Somebody wants to join. Somebody's interested. They're 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 new on this journey. They they got this. I think I want to go play hockey. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Walk us through. Say their first time meeting, going, to ultimately say, what's the highest level of competition that they could aspire to with with this organization.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Seattle Women's Hockey Club definitely prides itself on developing players from like never having stepped on the ice before to those who have played college hockey and are coming back and looking for an adult rec um, league to play in. So if someone is just starting out, we usually start with uh, Give Hockey a Try, which is a free, like, try hockey free event that we do in May. Um, You may have heard about it for the kids. We do it for women as well. And so you come out, we'll get you all geared up and help you put on your gear and take you out on the ice. And we can't teach you to skate in an hour, but we can help you move around the ice a little bit, stick handle a little bit. Um, This year, we tried doing some Teaching people to take face offs and feel like real hockey players. I think everybody had a ton of fun. We had a great turnout this year. Um we had to we filled registration in three hours this year, which has never happened to us before. So we accidentally overfilled it and had seventy-one people out on the ice when we were on Seventy one people. I was gonna ask that yeah. question.
0: Seventy one people. Okay. Yeah. All I can all I can envision is I'm putting myself into this. And you say you, you put people into a face-off so they could. I, who's holding me up so I can do this? Because I'm going to be falling <laughs> down. I, I mean, somebody's going to have to like have a belt around me and holding me up so that I could you know. And I mean, so
1: <laughs> you know what though, even some NHL players will fall on the face-off if you watch them try to rustle that puck away from the other. Yeah, center. like I, you know.
0: I, I don't even know if I could get out to the ice, the center ice, to do this. I mean, can we do this against the boards? Come on. So you had 71 people out on the rink that mm-hmm. had to be kind of pandemonium.
1: It was a little bit, but it was, it was organized chaos. And I truly think everybody had a lot of fun. We broke people out into stations and we did some, if you ever watch like, uh, might hockey, like eight you, they're out there playing like half ice. Um, and so we set people up in like half ice situations. Um, and we did, a, a little bit of basic skating and some other stations, and we just rotated people through. Um, okay. And we had an advanced player at each station helping people out, as well as one of our coaches. So
0: okay, yeah. so out of those seventy-one, I don't know you know the answer to this, but out of those seventy-one people, how many came back?
1: Mm, so the next step after give hockey a try that we did in may is learn to play and so we are very proud to offer the only female only learn to play um and this is our first year doing it in many many years it's been hard to for us to structure it in our off season and get the ice slots in our off season but we know it's a need because co-ed learn to play is usually men's learn to play um and so out of the 71 people who did give hockey a try i don't No, exactly but i think it was about 20 who signed up for learn to play and we had a handful who were like can i just start playing can you just put me on a team we were Mm -hmm. like we can but we really recommend learn to play um so we definitely had some good interest in it
0: yeah okay yeah that's that's actually very cool we're talking and we were overlooked one piece here so where where are these events taking place Mm.
1: Yeah, we play at the Kraken Practice Arena in Northgate, Kraken Community Iceplex.
0: So with that opening, that's made it easier for your your club, your organization to find ice time?
1: It's made it easier for us to find reasonable ice times. Um, adult hockey tends to get kind of the bottom of the barrel ice times. And so they'll usually, um, other rinks will give us like the 10 p.m. on Wednesday ice slots and that's tough I think for a lot of people um but yes it's definitely made it easier for us to have reliable ice times it's been nice that KCI put in three sheets and so there's just more ice to go around that's been helpful for Learn to Play Snow King sponsoring us um Mm -hmm. and hosting us there which has been great as well so
0: so what time typically so 10 p.m. on Wednesdays you're right that's probably a hard sell for a lot of people (laughs) what time's are you guys getting ice these days or- uh
1: yeah so the kraken have been great to us we are able to have our first game at six o'clock on saturdays fridays i think our first game is at seven thirty, so oh, it's no, much okay. more manageable um this year we have nine teams and so we have four ice slots a week and then next season we'll have 12 teams and we'll have six ice slots a week so if wow. our first one's at 6 30 or at 6 then at 6 7 30 and nine o'clock and then 7 30 9 and then of course there is that 10 30 ice slot but
0: but you, you don't have it to somewhere you don't get, you don't have to do that every time to play it exactly seems- yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I can, I could suffer for one, you know, one <laughs> or two times a year versus every Wednesday at 10 would not sound real fun for a lot of us. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's, so you've got the learn to play. Mm-hmm. They go through that. You said you have nine teams. How are they, how are they distributed in from, let's say, beginner to advanced?
1: Yeah. So we have, uh, Three beginner teams, three intermediate teams, and three advanced teams. And so if you've played only for a couple of years, you're probably going to play a beginner. Um, but again, some people are athletically very talented, they progress a lot faster. Um, and then intermediate is probably our broadest skill division. So we've got people who have been playing for two years, people who have been playing for 20 years, but are feeling, you know, older and slower, things like that. Um, and then advanced we also have three teams so right now we have equal divisions three teams in each
0: and approximately how many
1: women are in each team uh this year we did 15 we also um wow. uh, sold out registration very early this year which we were not expecting and so we went ahead and put 15 people on each roster which is a lot for a hockey team um mm-hmm. we're going to aim for 12 to 13 next year i think probably 13 Um, But we wanted to give as many people the opportunity to play as we could this year.
0: So are, are these teams coached?
1: We don't have coaches for specific teams, um, but we do have uh, four coaches for our league. And so we have uh, league-wide practices. Next year, we're going to have tiered practices. So a a novice lower intermediate practice and an upper intermediate advanced practice. Um, But we don't have it by team. We try to uh, get people out and meeting other people in the club besides just their teammates.
0: Okay. All right. Do the beginners ever play the intermediates in, in, Mm -hmm. like, You know, do we do we co-mingle there? Do we do the beginners get to play against the advanced team to really be humiliated? And, 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 you know, no. uh, So with three teams in each league, somebody's always idle then.
1: That's true. We have had bye weeks this year. We're not going to have them next year, which we're also excited about. Um, But yeah, with an odd number of teams, uh, we do have one team that is not playing every week. So Mm -hmm. yes, we do have beginners play intermediate teams. We don't usually have beginners play advanced teams. We didn't do that this year. We have done it in the past sometimes when people have really asked for it. Tends to not go well as you might expect. Yeah, I
0: I can imagine Uh, that would not. Entries also go up.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. One one thing that I have no clue about, so I'll you know we could bring again. Okay, what does it cost to play hockey?
1: Ooh, that is such a tough question right now, um, especially with the Kraken coming in and interest in hockey growing. Um, the cost of hockey, which was already an expensive sport, is rising in our area, um, and that's been tough, and it's something that we're really hoping to work harder to address this next year for our club members. Um, but our full season, so 24 games and weekly practices, is about $1,000. $1,000. Um okay. which is comparable to most co ed leagues where they don't get the practices. And so it's mm-hmm. about twenty three dollars for each ice slot. Um okay. which yeah, it is low for the region, but is a lot for a lot of people.
0: So right, right. Now what about gear?
1: Mm. So if you want just like a full set of very low end beginner gear, you can usually get on the ice for about three hundred and fifty bucks.
0: Um What's that about? is that including skates?
1: Yes, but it's low end skates. I would recommend probably spending three hundred fifty bucks on a pair of skates once you're you know able to say, do that. You played that's for a while. Pretty um, cheap. Yeah, but so yeah, you can how about, get low end skates.
0: So how about in, in the gear that you're currently using?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ballpark, what would that cost?
1: Probably about twelve hundred. About twelve hundred, including my stick and my skates. Yeah, okay. sticks also get a little pricey as you <laughs> go up. Yeah, so why um they're lighter and they're stronger and so you get into um you know stronger composite materials get you a snappier shot and less likely to break your stick
0: yeah yeah that would suck wouldn't it oh that happens stick. a lot too yeah does it? okay yeah, yeah you so gotta so take a
1: shot and your six steps in half yeah
0: perfect yeah um yeah. Does are supplies available at at the facility i mean like if we were playing and i broke a stick can i go buy another stick or uh you know how does that where are people getting their supplies
1: mm. most drinks in the area do have a pro shop that carry a decent amount of supplies uh the Kraken community iceplex actually does not um okay. but we there's also um a pure hockey store that opened up this year which is mm. our first dedicated hockey shop in the area and played Again sports in linwood is really like the destination for hockey gear and has been here for a long time they've got new and used gear um so that's mm. been great but yeah most drinks have a pro shop
0: Okay. And your teams, do they all have their own jerseys or are they just wearing whatever they want or... How, how, how organized do you look when you take the, when you take the ice?
1: Yeah, we wear club jerseys. And so we have just dark and light jerseys. Everybody's got the same jerseys. And that also allows us to move players from team to team and from level to level as they progress easily without incurring a bunch of additional financial costs. That is one of the hard things when you like move to a different team and you're like, oh, I got to get a whole new sweater set and everything. Cause that can run you 200 bucks too. Easy
0: so this yeah this is not an inexpensive sport but it's i mean 23 bucks i mean you can go to starbucks and spend almost that on a cup of coffee so really it's not it's not absolutely uh, that's our goal to keep it manageable
1: to the extent we can
0: right so will these nine teams will they ever go outside of your organization and play other women's teams elsewhere
1: Absolutely. We started doing some of that last year. It's something that we've had high aspirations to do for a long time. And so uh, we scheduled a ton of games last year with Rainier Women's Hockey League down in Tacoma. Um, We scheduled some games with the UW Women's Club team, which started last year. Um, And uh, we have traditionally done games against the Everett Ravens and Snohomish County Women's Hockey And this year we're looking to kind of formalize that a bit and start a broader Washington state women's hockey league where we can do some more travel hockey.
0: Okay. Where, like, where would that, are you talking like Spokane? What, what, what other areas are you aware of?
1: Yeah. Spokane, um, Winthrop, uh, Wenatchee hopefully. Um, let's see where else, Vancouver slash Portland um, we've been debating whether we want to try to involve Portland and Boise early on or whether we want to kind of get organized ourselves first because there's a big hockey community over there well, as well
0: because this is the exploring Washington state podcast you yeah. know Oregon's dead to us but no, just kidding. <laughs> um, Boise boy that's a long drive though Boise's a it is that one Portland's Portland's pretty easy for most people Boise. Yeah. how about going up to Canada what about Vancouver, Victoria? Just out of yeah. curiosity.
1: Yeah. We send teams up there for tournaments, um, but mm-hmm. we don't regularly play them. Yeah.
0: Okay. So how many, you got 15 women a team. I got to do some math here. Boy, that's going to be scary. About 135 women, 145 women committed to playing hockey.
1: Yeah. We had 156 last year, including awesome. some practice only players. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, how big do you think it could get?
1: You know, we had could a Could it list. double or triple? I, I think okay. it could. We had a wait list of 125 last year, and I know some people just stopped reaching out because they heard we were very full and there was no movement on our wait list. And so it really caught us by surprise. You've been sitting at a comfortable 90 to 120 players for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. And so to fill as quickly as we did and uh, was really surprising for us but we're really excited about it so that's why we're expanding to 12 teams next year but we know it probably still will not meet the demand in the area so
0: so when do, when is the season
1: uh we start in september and we run until may and so we'll be opening registration in august probably around august 15th
0: wow okay yeah. so that's a long time to be playing I mean, yeah that's a um, long that's a long season.
1: It's 24 games. We used to run 29 game seasons and people actually complained it was a little too long cutting into their summer. So we're trying to cut back a little bit.
0: Okay. Interesting. And you mentioned Winthrop's because what is it about hockey that everyone wants to play outside? I mean, the (laughs) NHL, what, you know, the NHL makes this big deal about having, you know, an outdoor game and, uh, what's the big deal about? I honestly don't understand why. What's the appeal there?
1: i think some of it is just nostalgia um but it's like the ice feels different um honestly like i get my skates cut differently to play outside um at winthrop you know they have like an actual ice rink with boards and and everything but when i lived in minnesota and other parts of the midwest we would play and there wouldn't be boards around the ice rink we just have snow banks right um and the ice is like a little bit rougher winthrop's ice is very nice and smooth they zam it very nicely (laughs) but generally speaking when you're outside playing like pond hockey it's, it's just uh it's different um and you, you feel different. You feel freer. Um, Winthrop's got a great backdrop. Um, it's just a beautiful yeah. place to play it, hockey. It is. So, yeah, Winthrop yeah. is – yeah,
0: that's – I mean, I get the be- – <laughs> the, the scenic nature of it, I can totally see. But I, some somehow the idea of, you know, playing in an ice arena where there's, you know, indoor plumbing and a concession stand <laughs> sounds better to me than a pond. I will say but I I am here. Not, I, Sorry. I'm not your target audience either.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would say out here it doesn't get too cold. I laughed last year when the NHL um, had their outdoor game in Minneapolis in January. And I'm like, "Did have y'all been to Minneapolis in January? And it was like 10 below and the players were like, we don't want to do this. They had to literally heat the ice to play hockey because it was too cold. I'm like, I don't miss that. I have zero desire to do that. But last time I played in Winthrop, it was, you know, Thirty-one degrees somewhere in there, and it okay. felt wonderful, and I loved it. Every part about it was great.
0: So, where's the coolest place you played hockey?
1: Probably Winthrop, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's where a do you place
0: to play. Where do you want to play hockey? Is there a, <laughs> is there another is there a place that you're like I want to go play hockey? I want to try that here. Mm,
1: i i don't know um i really want to go to alaska actually they have a pond hockey tournament every february um that seems really cool and Alaska's okay wait a second
0: alaska cool. february pond hockey I know, once again I know. are they heating the ice
1: <laughs> well theirs is um it's in uh anchorage it's not in fairbanks i want to go to fairbanks in february some people do um but yeah
0: okay so the, the 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 club is a is a nonprofit club. Yes. What and and that can be. I mean, we're, this, we're not. A, this isn't a business episode, but you know, setting up a nonprofit super easy. Nothing, you know, haha, pain in the neck to do. Lots of paperwork, reporting, all that <laughs> stuff. I I understand that. But what's the goal of the club? What what is what is the Seattle Women's Hockey Club? What's its overarching goal, and what's its future look like?
1: Yeah. Our goal is to provide a affirming, welcoming space for women to play hockey and to make it affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to play and at whatever level that they want to play at. Okay. Um, And as we look toward the future, we're really excited to expand opportunities and partnering with other leagues in the region and growing opportunities to play, especially at a higher level. Um, While we do have some very advanced players in our club, I would say that overall we're really an intermediate level club and we know that our advanced players would like some higher level competition. And we see a lot of that throughout our state, but it's it's spread out throughout the state. And so we want to do what we can to bring those players together and give them the competitive environment they're also looking for. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we've also been working to do more work with um, college teams like UW's women hockey, women's hockey team and reaching out to Eastern, um, Western, I believe is starting a women's hockey team next year, um, and trying to get those students in- involved and in thinking about, um, recreational hockey in their future. And then also with the Washington Wild, which is a girls hockey league in our area and doing some mentoring with the Washington Wild. So,
0: wow. Yeah. Wow. I, first off, I have this blank look on my face because i didn't even know the university of washington had a had a hockey team
1: it's new this well the women's hockey team is new this year they've had men's hockey for a while
0: yeah and i did i did not i did not know that
1: yeah it's a club team so
0: okay and i didn't know eastern um either so that's that's interesting
1: i don't know that they currently do but they have off and on um so we've just uh started talking with them about our broader league in the last couple weeks so
0: so what's the age range here at the club you know is it do you have to be 18 can you can can are, are teens welcome or what, what, what's the, mm. is there any age restrictions?
1: Yeah. So you do have to be 18. Um, unfortunately that's an insurance thing. We don't have a lot of control over again, back to so. this, nonprofits I mean, are fun. <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. And so you do have to be 18. We do have a number of 18 year olds, including some still in high school. Um, definitely some current college students. And then we've got some people, I don't know how old our oldest player is, but we've definitely got players in their seventies. So yeah, wow. a very wide rate, age range.
0: So, these players that are in their 70s,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what competitive level are they at?
1: I think it's a mix. Um, I would say most of them are actually intermediate players who've played for a long time and mm-hmm. uh, definitely probably were once advanced players and now are feeling like intermediate is more their speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, I would. That's actually really impressive, though, when you think about, you know, being physically active in your 70s is yeah. <laughs> something I think we should all we should as, as I'm a guy who sits in a chair all day long but um and I'm closer to 70 than you are by a long <laughs> shot um but you know being physically active when you're when you're older is awesome I just I just think of you know brittle bones getting hit and I don't know that hockey would be where I would think I'd be doing something at 70
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: so, so you've now now let's get into the you know just like you know everyone likes to watch NASCAR accidents you know accidents somebody cares about the cars they want to see them crash what sort of accidents what sort of injuries have we seen is it I mean as I think a lot of people that don't know much about the sport probably envision you know missing teeth blood from getting you know blah 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 and I, I don't think that's real so What's a typical injury that you see commonly?
1: I would say knee injuries are maybe some of the most common, Um, just like uh, MCL or meniscus. Um, Things like that are probably most common. Uh, We do have the occasional broken bone, the occasional concussion, things like that. We don't see a lot of blood on the ice. We don't get a lot of stitches. Um, We're not usually out there, you know, throwing punches (laughs) at each other or or anything like that
0: okay so yeah Yeah. okay um what's you know have i mean okay you got hit you got hit by a guy with a stick so you got a concussion
1: it's true i did yeah yeah Yeah. okay lucky (laughs) you
0: but what what you know when people are hurting their knees typically what's happening they get their they get their skates caught with somebody else or uh, what's what's preceding the uh, the actual knee problem
1: yeah it's a lot of that um sometimes it's just like tripping over yourself and falling down and your, your knee goes the wrong way <laughs> I've done that <laughs> as me. well yeah. that would be me <laughs> yeah or it's like you know you try to make a good defensive play and you're trying to like edge someone out and um they you, you fall together and then you end up like you know twisting your knee the wrong way it, it's a lot of that um that's most of it i think yeah <laughs> okay
0: all right yeah so and you're wearing are your helmets with full face masks
1: uh yes we so for adult hockey you can wear you, you don't technically have to wear face protection but we strongly encourage it some people do wear like half visors and so it covers about down to their nose um but i would say the vast majority of our players do wear full face masks or uh, what we call bubbles so a full like face shield yeah
0: are you wearing mouth guards?
1: Um, most of our players don't. They're not required for adults. Um, I would right. say maybe a third of our players wear mouth guards.
0: Okay. So basically, you've got your skates on. The pants have pads in them, right? Oh Thigh yes. pads. Yeah. So, so for those of us that don't really know, let's let's go back to the gear.
1: Yeah.
0: Walk me through. First off, walk me through what's different about a, a hockey skate versus you know if I go down to the local ice rink and rent skates for a Friday evening skate what's the difference
1: Mm, so a lot of rental skates um some rinks now have separate like hockey rental skates but generally a lot of rental skates will have toe picks on them that are more similar to figure skates um Mm -hmm. or like the curvature of the blade is different like the profile um and so that just means that you glide differently on the ice, the way that you propel yourself forward, get to a different motion. Um, mm-hmm. And they're often just cut very different. Like the, the radius, how sharp there there's two edges on a hockey skate. Um, you got your inside okay. edge, your outside edge and the radius separating them is often um, well, rental skates don't get sharpened very often. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so
0: are you sharpening your skates or do you take them somewhere?
1: I take my skates into the pro shop to get sharpened. Um, some and what people is buy that? skate sharpeners. Hmm?
0: And so what is that? How often are you doing that? And what does that cost
1: you? Mm, so I would say I also, now that I've gotten better skates with better steel, I don't want to get my skates cut as often as I used to. I used to go in probably every six hours of ice time. And now I'm probably every, gosh, it's probably like every three months I get my skates cut now. So that's probably I have to do some math. Um, about 70 hours of ice time I can probably go now without okay. getting them cut. Yeah.
0: And what does that cost to, to have them done?
1: It's not bad. It's like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, depending bucks. on where you go. Yeah. And
0: do the blades, do they ever wear out? Like you have to replace them They because do. you can only sharpen them so many times. Right. And then Absolutely. You replace. Okay.
1: Yeah. It takes a while to wear out your blades. Most, um, skates above like the very entry level will come with interchangeable blades. So you can just swap them out without having to replace the skate or anything. Um, so, yeah, I would say my last ones lasted like five years, six years. Okay. Five
0: years, right. I think. Yeah. So then moving up, then the pants or whatever they're officially called um, pads at the thigh level, where else?
1: Mm-hmm. So we were shin guards. So from the knee down. Okay. Um, and then we wear, yeah, pants. So they go like from your knees to your hips. And then most of them will have some spine protection in the back for your lumbar spine. Mm-hmm um and then we wear shoulder pads shoulder pads are also optional but i literally don't know anyone who doesn't wear shoulder pads in our yeah, league. Why would um i I'm, i personally i don't know why you wouldn't no, some people no, think I mean, that it's harder to move but i would i would just rather have them um so shoulder pads um right. and then they also offer some chest protection especially for women i do not know why you would choose not to wear shoulder pads but I guess some people make that choice. I don't know. Um, okay. They also offer some spinal protection, and then you've got elbow pads, um, gloves, uh, which are very important because you get hit on the hand a lot, both by sticks and by pucks. So, a good pair of gloves mm-hmm. is strongly worth investing in. And are those
0: leather? In. Are the are the gloves leather typically, um, or what some are they are. made of?
1: Yeah, you can get leather gloves, or I don't know. Mine are some blend of something newfangled mm-hmm. i don't know Newfangled, all right yeah. yeah well yeah
0: that's true and the helmets are like what's your helmet made out of
1: you know i don't know the answer it's, to that that's a great question i'm not sure you
0: know and does it have like pads that can be taken out like the the, the, the helmet itself's a hard shell mm-hmm. and then it's uh, sh- lights are flickering sorry um pads on the inside are those a uh, can you take those out or how you, so how, what's the inside of the helmet like?
1: Yeah. It's padding that I guess kind of looks like styrofoam, but I'm sure it's something much fancier than styrofoam. Um, we hope, we hope. <laughs> we hope, yeah. <laughs> we I hope, mean, yeah. personally, I look at the concussion readings. Virginia Tech publishes concussion ratings for all hockey helmets. And so I do look at those before I buy a helmet. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, surprisingly, sometimes it's the low end helmets that perform better and concussion risks. So Um, because
0: they're probably what heavier and you know they're not yeah
1: yeah exactly definitely as you go up in price helmets get lighter um and so yeah probably some some weight will help you with some structure
0: or or the beginner Um, helmet looks like you know it's like (laughs) giant thing around your head like a sombrero versus little yeah
1: yeah low profile But yeah, yeah, helmets last about five years. Technically they expire again in adult hockey. They don't hold you to the expiration dates, but definitely um, recommend replacing your helmet. If you get a concussion or take a hard hit Um, or if it's been four or five years, I would replace my helmet. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this is interesting to me that this is, you know, and and it all makes sense when you, when you say it, but it's still interesting because I have not thought about in these terms, these protective elements wear out. They do. Your 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 you know the more contact that that helmet has, or you know your skates, you know the blades are going to wear out. Your stick's going to fatigue. It's interesting, you know that you you're just not going to keep using the same skates and blades for twenty years. You know you're just mm-hmm. you're just not. Okay.
1: Some people do. You definitely see people who have the same pair of skates they had when they were 16. I'm like, I don't know how you do that, but some people do. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. So you want to try to your 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 goal for the for the organization is you want to continue to expand the footprint of women's hockey throughout Washington State Mm -hmm. and make it and make it more accessible to more and more women. Yeah. What is the organization capable of doing? Trying to do? to make it you you keep you mentioned making it affordable. Mm-hmm. What how can you make it affordable because ice time still going to cost x, gear still going to be x. How how can you help make it affordable?
1: Yeah, so it, it is a hard question right in a lot of ways cuz a lot of our costs are fixed and we're not part of any specific rink, like we play at the Kraken Community Iceplex, but we're not part of the Kraken organization, right? Mm-hmm. Um And so we have to pay the same ice cost as everybody else. And we're kind of subject to the terms of whatever the ice rink wants to give us every year, right? Um And so we don't have a lot of flexibility in that. But we can do things like we've started offering a gear rental program. We accept a lot of gear donations um, so mm-hmm. that we can offer our gear rental program um we can we've worked with some hockey suppliers like hockey gear suppliers to start building sponsorships and get some deals for our members on uh gear and to also help give us some uh just some financial support so we can offer some dues breaks to our members as well um we're mm-hmm. hoping to start a scholarship program this year we weren't able to do it last year but we're in a better place this year um, we do a lot of fundraising as a club. It's really funny, you know, again, comparing ourselves to kids. Sometimes we do, we have our bake sales every year, you know, we try to do things like that just to try to, you know, give people some cushion on their dues. Cause it does get really expensive. And again, like there are definitely members in our club who have plenty of ability to pay and there are members in our club who, um, really do not. And we try to make sure that, you know, we can even it out when possible and try to, um, Yeah, make it accessible for anyone who wants to. Um yeah.
0: Okay. That's 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 awesome. (laughs) So when you're not playing hockey Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and when you're not working Mm -hmm. and you're not sleeping, yeah. What what do you what do you like to do for fun and excitement around around the Seattle area?
1: Um, I've been trying to get more into mountain biking since I moved out here, things that I feel like a lot of people in Washington do, mountain biking, snowboarding, um, hiking, backpacking, you know, trying to get outdoors more. I feel like, especially with the work I do, and now that I'm working from home, I'm just like... In my house all day, and I need to like you know hockey. Also, here is largely an indoor sport, so I feel like I need to get outside and do something. Yeah.
0: Where do you like to go mountain biking?
1: Um, I really like going just to St. Ed's is the closest place to my house. Um, they've got some Mm -hmm. nice chill trails that are fun. Um, I like going up to Tiger like everybody else. Um, sometimes there's too many people at Tiger for me. I try to stay away from there. Um, and then I like going out to Leavenworth a lot. Leavenworth has some amazing trails. Yeah.
0: Have you, have you ever t uh gone up to Stevens and taking the bike put your bike on a lift?
1: I have so I I guess I'm just a risk taker by nature my very first summer mountain biking um, there's this organization She Jumps that had an event where they were like oh yeah you get lift passes for 20 bucks and I was like cool I'll do that and I just took my little entry level hardtail mountain bike and decided I was going to go up to Stevens and <laughs> take some of these trails and it was an adventure let me tell you I had a ton of fun and also learned that there's a reason that downhill bikes exist um but did you get
0: a concussion there too
1: i did not get a concussion i truly did not i did fall off my bike and get some really bad road rash at one point but no concussions this is why they make helmets right like yeah
0: yeah sure <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, you, you just seem kind of like that thrill seeking adrenaline junkie. You want to you want to you want to go fast whether it be on ice or on wheels okay. and downhills preferred if you're doing it on wheels. Okay.
1: All yeah, I right. like those ones that I can control, right? Like roller coasters right. make me so nervous cuz I'm just like I guess I'm going where this machine's going to take me. But, you know, when I'm mountain biking or when I'm ice skating, I can control the speed and um yeah, all for it. So
0: here, so here's the here's a the, just just Here's a contrast. Sure. You're you're like, okay, I'm going to go where this machine is taking me. All right, you're right. That's true statement. And I'm going, well, that machine is going to do a better job of making me than me doing it. So I'm like, I'll take the machine, please. Versus, I don't trust myself to make a smart choice here. I'll run into that tree. I know I will.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, One would think like having an engineering degree would make me trust engineers, but yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't
0: know. Yeah. I don't... Wait, did my classmate? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bill Design, eh, I'm not going anywhere near anything. Bill made. forget it. Never mind about it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's so fun. I always ask this question. Are you a coffee drinker?
1: I am. Yeah.
0: All right. It's going to be tough for you because you live in the Seattle area, but I need you to tell me a great place to get coffee that I probably haven't been to.
1: Oh, I don't know. I I don't know where you've been, right? I would say right. one so, place. Hmm?
0: Okay, go f- well, go ahead. So let's see. And I'll tell you if I've been there.
1: Yeah, I would say one place that I really like is called Visible Coffee Roasters in Kirkland. Um, and they just have like a chill vibe. They have really good coffee. Everybody's super nice. The Wi-Fi is very reliable. And the atmosphere <laughs> is just great. And it's usually not super packed. So I love to just go in there not, and hang out. I have
0: not been there. I've heard of it. I have not been there.
1: Highly and recommend. I love the- great.
0: I, I love that you added the second most important thing about a good cup of coffee, and that is strong Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Seriously. I mean, that's, that. it's, it, like, I drink black coffee. Like, mm-hmm. some people, like, I oh, I too. want a latte. Okay, so I drink black coffee. You know, some people like to put cream and sugar in it. I want black coffee and Wi-Fi.
1: Absolutely. That,
0: now, that's the, that's the power combo right there. Black coffee and Wi-Fi, and I'm, like, thumbs up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. What didn't I ask you that I should have asked you?
1: Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, maybe just like what, uh, I feel like maybe you kind of asked me this and maybe I just didn't answer the question. Well, maybe that's on me. I don't know. But one thing that I'm thinking about is like what we're doing to try to bring other women's teams together in addition to just this broader league, Um, And one thing that we've done that we did last year that was a huge success was we offered a women's tournament and there aren't a lot of women's tournaments in Washington state. Um, or even in the broader Pacific Northwest, um, there are a few, don't get me wrong. Um, But we offered a team-based tournament. A lot of the women's tournaments that exist are also draft tournaments. And so you just show up and they put you on a team, which is fun, um, but it's different than getting to play with a group of people that you've played with for a long time and love, right? And so we called it Puck Place Market and we had eight teams or 18 teams show up um, from all over the place uh, from like San Jose, from Montana, from all over the place. We had a great turnout and, Um, I feel kind of bad because the rink was hosting another tournament at the same time and we totally overshadowed them. Um, They were like, what is this other tournament? Everybody came in and they they were all asking about our tournament. There were female players who came in for the other tournament. They were like, I want to play in your tournament. Um, And so we had a a ton of fun. We're definitely hoping to do it again this year. Um, Again, because of the expansion and ice times that the Kraken brought in, Um, that's really the only reason we were able to offer our tournament this year. And so we're excited to hopefully be able to continue to do that um but i it was really great and really encouraging to see uh teams from so many different levels i mean some of these teams brought in people who were like previous olympians like literally um and and some people who this was like their first tournament ever and so it was really exciting just to see like that huge skill differential and how much fun everybody had um that's, and to get to cool. network with the broader women's hockey community
0: that's very cool yeah that's, that's, that's really cool that you are doing that. Well, I know something we, we talked about this pre-show. Mm-hmm. Can people, can the public come and watch?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Our games are at the Kraken community iceplex. And so they have, it's easy to just walk in. Um, there's no admission fee for our games. We do have some spectators for every game. Um, and it, it's a cool vibe and the Kraken do sell concessions and everything. So um, there's bleachers. You can come in and chill, watch a game. Um, it's a good way to hang out. Um, also, you can see our games from the bar upstairs if that's your vibe too. So,
0: yeah. okay, all right. I like how you said you could chill at a nice drink. Sorry, um,
1: was- <laughs> it's funny. I do say things like that. And I don't even think about them anymore. They're so like built into my vocabulary now. Like I'll uh, say things like hockey's the coolest game on earth, and I don't even think about it anymore.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, do you follow do you follow hockey? Do you follow professional hockey?
1: Oh, sometimes. Um I definitely follow more college hockey than professional hockey, but I guess so, I'm a so, Minnesota who, Wild fan.
0: Okay, so who do you root for in the college
1: University of Minnesota? Usually University right. of Minnesota Duluth, but even um main University of Minnesota campus. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. And then as we wrap this up, where can people find out more about the organization.
1: Yeah, I would say go to our website. We're at SWHC, so for Seattle Women's Hockey Club dot org.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. This sounds like a lot of fun. Not not for me personally. I'm not going to, you're not going to see me on the ice anytime soon. I don't know, um, Scott, you should try it. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I've, 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 I have ice skated in the past and um, well, but some things are best left in the past. How's that? How's that? I respect but you am no, about yourself. <laughs> Yeah, and but I am finding it fun to find out more about about these. What's the right word I want to use? Because I don't mean I'm going to say lower tier, and I don't mean that in a dismissive way, but these more grassroots tiers. Okay, yeah, maybe that's a absolutely. that's a, a, a fair way of saying. It. I'm finding it fascinating to talk to people who are doing a lot of work to keep things organized so that other people can enjoy the activity, whether it be hockey or, or soccer or baseball or football or whatever. And I think it's really cool. And you guys should be commended for taking the effort because this is no small amount of work for you guys. It's a lot of work to organize a uh, an organ, keep an organization running. It's a lot of work to run a calendar. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a lot of work and, Versus just showing up at Wednesday nights at 10 o'clock to play hockey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the we're, easy part. We're That's volunteer, volunteer part. run, That's so it's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how many people, how many, oh, so, mm-hmm. okay. So, all right. How many people are running this organization?
1: Uh, We currently have nine board members. So, okay. Yeah. And it's all. And is that it? Sorry
0: is that enough
1: oh is that enough that's a great question um we were hoping to get 12 this year um but we have nine and nine will do it it just means that we have to be a little bit choosy on where we spend our time and energy um and some of our initiatives then get pushed on to the next year but it will definitely keep our essentials running for sure um we can mm-hmm. do it with five probably but it's a lot easier when we have a few more um right yeah,
0: yeah just so somebody else can take the load off of your plate if you're having a busy mm-hmm. busy week project at work type thing or things like that so all right yeah we'll put links in the show notes to where people can find too so we'll we'll share that um i appreciate you taking the time thanks a lot this is a lot of fun it's it's a, uh, and i hope people get out and first off people in the seattle area probably are interested in seeing what the kraken multiplex looks like this is a great opportunity to go check it out especially if it's free yeah um
1: it's a great rink come check it out absolutely yeah.
0: awesome all right well thanks for being here
1: yeah thanks for having me a ton of fun